RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The top stories. A former director of public prosecutions takes the Justice Department to task for not reassuring lawyers for a banned party that they won't be prosecuted for doing their job. A lawmaker calls for stronger data protection laws as anger grows over a massive data breach at Cathay Pacific. A foreman with a key subcontractor working on the MTR's shut in Central Link is accused of lying, and a 37-year-old father of three is jailed for eight years for trying to kill his three young children. A former director of public prosecutions, Grenville Cross, says it might technically be an offence to represent the founders of the Hong Kong National Party who filed an appeal against its banning on national security grounds. Mr Cross told RTHK that under Section 8 of the Society's Ordinance, if the Secretary for Security ordered the ban, it would still hold if an appeal was filed. Questions have been raised as to whether lawyers representing the two founders might break the law by associating with the unlawful group. Mr Cross said it was rather surprising the Department of Justice hadn't given assurances to lawyers that they wouldn't be prosecuted. There is a constitutional right to, to legal representation, uh, and it's unthinkable that someone who is simply doing no more than providing legal representation for the purposes, purposes of an appeal uh, would ever be prosecuted. I mean, it may technically be an offence, uh, but that's by no means a given, uh, but it's unthinkable this would ever happen, and it's rather surprising that the uh, Department of Justice hasn't given the assurances which were sought. Legal sector lawmaker Dennis Kwok says he's disappointed with the Secretary for, Just, for Justice for not commenting on the issue. The Secretary for Justice really has a duty to, uh, in her position to defend the rule of law in Hong Kong, to stand up for the rule of law and reassure everyone that the basic rights guarantee under the basic law and the common law tradition will continue. I mean, they keep saying that we need to reassure the international community about the health of our rule of law, but when it comes to these basic things, they refuse to stand up and speak out. I'm quite disappointed. IT sector lawmaker Charles Mock says data protection laws in Hong Kong are so weak that there's little authorities can do here over the massive data leak at Cathay Pacific. There's been anger at the carrier over its delay in reporting that the data of up to 9.4 million customers was accessed, which it knew about as early as March. The airline says it wanted to find out more information before going public. Mr Mock urged the government to improve the laws. Unfortunately, in Hong Kong, our laws are very, very, very backward in terms of privacy protection. So actually, I would have to say that there's very little that the uh, privacy commissioner can do under Hong Kong law. So the ironic thing is that Hong Kong people have to rely on other regulators in the world, including Europe and other countries, to go after the company and hopefully, you know, get some justice done. But on the other hand, uh, whether or not they can get any reparations for Hong Kong users, it would be probably difficult because the law protecting Hong Kong people is so weak and so behind other countries. A foreman with a key subcontractor working on the MTR's shot into Central Link has been called a liar at the inquiry into alleged shoddy construction at Hong Kong Station. This centres on whether steel bars supporting the station's new platform were deliberately cut short. Maggie Ho has more. Li Chao, a foreman at China Technology, said he saw five or six workers cutting short the steel reinforcement bars on the 12th of January 2016. But the Queen's Council, acting for the main contractor legend, Sean Wilkin, attacked Mr. Li's credibility, saying his account was absolutely impossible, as the steel bars should have already been concreted in on that day. 
In a strongly worded cross-examination, Mr. Wilkin called Mr. Lee a liar. He told the witness to just accept what he said never happened. In which case, the lawyer said, "We can make this a lot quicker, and I won't have to call you a liar." But Mr. Lee stuck to his story, insisting that he had seen workers cutting short steel bars on that day. Mr. Wilkin further accused Mr. Lee of having been instructed by someone to lie to the police, a charge which Mr. Lee also denied. The foreman was also questioned about why he had not taken pictures of workers cutting short steel bars when he saw that happen. Mr. Lee said he avoided taking pictures of other people's work as that can cause confrontations at a construction site. The government has confirmed that an MTR contract staff member has mistakenly entered the mainland-controlled area of the West Kowloon Express Rail terminus. The deputy secretary, security secretary Vic Yao says control room staff immediately noticed the worker on surveillance cameras, and law enforcement followed it up. Mr. Yao also says the MTR corporation has been asked to take steps to prevent this from happening again. But Civic Party lawmaker Tanya Chan says it doesn't ease her concerns about the security between the Hong Kong and the mainland port. Area. The Secretary for Security have shown the full confidence in the security system by saying that they have CCTV, they have the alarm, and only those who've got pass can go through these doors. But then suddenly, it seems that just an ordinary workers can go through by mistake. So we are very concerned about whether the same thing would happen, vice versa. That means the Chinese officials may enter a Hong Kong area by mistake. The government has been criticised for setting a date for the commencement of the co-located checkpoint arrangement at the West Kowloon Station before consulting lawmakers. Pro-democracy lawmakers, as well as pro-government lawmaker Junior So, were unhappy they only had a chance to vet the matter now, almost two months after the ordinance took effect on September 4th. But speaking through an interpreter, Transport Secretary Frank Chan says the government fully respects the council. We emphasized many times during the legislative process that XLL would be commissioned in September 2018, and therefore the ordinance would have to come into operation on a date that would be commensurate with the commissioning date. We gazetted the ordinance on the 31st of August, and we also submitted papers to the Legislative Council for scrutiny. So we definitely respect the scrutiny authority of the council. Some 1.6 million people have passed through the station's co-located checkpoints since it opened. New government figures suggest that property developers have recently started fewer projects and have stepped up the completion of homes under construction after the government proposed a vacancy tax to discourage developers from hoarding new flats. The data from the Housing Bureau showed developers started building only 1,900 units in the three months to the end of September, down nearly 80% from the previous quarter, while the number of completed homes rose 28% to 6,400 units in the third quarter. A 37-year-old father has been jailed for eight years for trying to kill his three young children. In sentencing, the judge said she was convinced the defendant was a caring father. Here's Jimmy Choi. Chen Chu Kong ran a small logistics business and had earlier admitted to three counts of attempted murder. The court heard that he tried to kill himself and his three children by burning charcoal in the bedroom one night in 2017. The children, aged two to six at the time, survived after the defendant's estranged wife found them the next morning. In sentencing, Justice Maggie Poon said while she was convinced Mr. Chen was a caring father, it was such a serious offence and the sentence had to have a deterrent effect and show the public's abhorrence. The court reduced the concurrent 12-year jail term to eight, having taken into account the defendant's guilty plea. 
Retired Police Superintendent Frank Lee Chu has been released from prison after completing a three-month term for assaulting a passerby during the Occupy protests in 2014. He was greeted by supporters as he left the maximum security Stanley Prison. The High Court rejected his appeal last month and he supplied to take the case to the Court of Final Appeal. One of the Philippines' most famous islands, Boracay, is reopening six months after President Rodrigo Duterte ordered it to close for a clean-up. Here's the BBC's Michael Bristow. With just days to go, workmen were still finishing off. They're not expected to complete Boracay's transformation for several months, but visitors are now being allowed back to what was considered one of the world's most beautiful beaches. They'll find changes. Some shabby and illegal hotels have been closed down, and smoking and drinking alcohol on the beach is now banned. Visitor numbers will be restricted, and tourists will have to sign an oath promising to keep the island clean. Investigators in the United States believe some of the pipe bombs sent to prominent critics of Donald Trump were posted from Florida. They're concentrating their inquiry on a mail sorting office near Miami. Another two suspicious packages have been identified, bringing the total this week to 10. In New York, extra police were deployed outside the offices of news organizations and some public officials. James O'Neill is the city's police commissioner. We are investigating all of this with great precision. I can say with certainty that we will identify and arrest a person or people responsible for these acts. Make no mistake, New York City's intelligence and counterterrorism capabilities are second to none. Google says it sacked 48 employees over sexual harassment allegations in the past two years, including 13 senior managers. The statement comes in response to a New York Times report that the founder of the Android operating system, Andy Rubin, received 90 million US dollars when he left the company, despite Google finding credible claims of sexual harassment against him. A spokesman for Mr. Rubin has rejected the allegations. In a letter to workers, Google executives said none of the 48 had received any severance pay when they were fired. Today's story in the New York Times was difficult to read. We're dead serious about making sure we provide a safe and inclusive workplace. We want to assure you that we review every single complaint about sexual harassment or inappropriate conduct. We investigate and we take action. In recent years, we've made a number of changes, including taking an increasingly hard line on inappropriate conduct by people in positions of authority. Troops from Jordan and Israel have been taking part in a search-and-rescue effort after 18 people were killed by flash floods near the Dead Sea. Most of those who died were Jordanian children on a school outing. More than 30 people have been rescued. The Israeli military said the search was called off during the night because of further bad weather. Brigadier General Farid Desharah is from the Jordanian Civil Defence. There was a school trip involving 37 students. The water came down strongly for four to five kilometres between a pool and a bridge and the shores of the Dead Sea. Some people ended up in the sea. Others managed to reach rocks and save their lives. Thank God we managed to save 13 people without any injuries. Scientists say they've created a new antibiotic that could help in the fight against drug-resistant bacteria. Early clinical trials of the drug have been described as promising. Here's the BBC's James Gallagher. Cofidricol uses a new, clever approach. It sticks to the mineral iron, which bacteria need to absorb in order to survive. Once cofidricol is smuggled inside the bacterial cell, it kills it. The antibiotic has been tested on nearly 450 people with either a kidney or urinary tract infection. Much larger trials are needed, but the results reported in the Lancet Infectious Diseases Journal show the new antibiotic appears to be as effective as current treatments.
Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 112.14 yen. The euro is 1 US dollar and 13 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 4 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 24,723, down 270 points. For a look at the sports now, here's Damon Pang. Thanks, Sean. Football and in the Europa League, Ruben Loftus-Cheek made the most of his rare start for Chelsea. The England midfielder scored a hat-trick as the Blues stormed to a 3-1 victory at home against Bate Borisov. That's three wins out of three in Europe. Despite Loftus-Cheek's heroics, Chelsea manager Mauricio Sarri says he may not be starting in the next game. We need to work. Uh, they, they have to improve in the defensive phase and, and so maybe in the future. I will be able to put uh, in the starting 11 uh, in the same time uh, Barclay and Loftus. Arsenal beat Sporting Lisbon 1-0 in Portugal thanks to a second-half goal from Danny Welbeck. The Gunners have now won 11 straight games in all competitions and manager Unai Emery likes what he saw. We want to continue winning and we want also uh, continue improving things and each match for us is uh, a big opportunity for, for every player to, to show us and, and to take uh, this responsibility, this personality, this rhythm like we want. In this competition, uh, we want to do something important. It's a good match day for Spanish sides. Real Betis beat AC Milan 2-1 at San Siro as they now top their group out of three games. Five-time Europa League champion Sevilla put six goals behind Turkish side Akisha and Villarreal thrash rapid Riena 5-0. To basketball, the Boston Celtics closed the game on a 16-1 run to beat the Thunder 101-95 in a nail-biter in Oklahoma City. It was a tale of two halves for Boston. They missed all of their three-point attempts in the first half, but hit 11 of 21 shots from deep after halftime. In the NFL, the Houston Texans extended their winning streak to five games as they beat the Miami Dolphins 42-23. Houston are now 5-3 and three on the season as they are leading the AFC South Division. On to baseball, Chuck Patterson will return to the top of the LA Dodgers batting order in Game 3 of the World Series as manager Dave Roberts restores some left-handers to what had been a one-sided lineup. Roberts says he hopes Patterson could reach base and provide run opportunities to LA's top hitters. The change is to be made because right-hander Rick Porcello will be pitching for Boston next. The Dodgers are down 0-2 in the title series and they will host the Red Sox tomorrow morning, Hong Kong time. On to tennis, former world number one Caroline Wozniacki says she has been dealing with a painful condition since the US Open. She made the revelation after losing in the year-ending WTA finals in Singapore. The 28-year-old said she's been diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis and autoimmune disorder that mostly affect joints. But Wozniacki says she wants to become a role model for people with a condition. It's all about just trying to figure out how, what works for you. You know, obviously it's not ideal, but, you know, it's, it's something that you can manage and something you can work with. You know, I'm, I'm proud of, of myself for the season and, and I'm very happy to be here and, and say that I've, I've done everything I could. Washniaki there, and that's your sports. And that's news from RTHK.